Welcome to the Fitness Canner Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Feigl. Every week, I'll be bringing you the truth about exercise by interviewing fitness professionals, exercise science professors and researchers, as well as fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders. Hopefully, you take this info and apply it to have a better, healthier, and happier lifestyle. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Fitness Cander Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Feigl, and I'm joined today with my good friend, uh, Dave Verdine, and Dave works for a company called Ergonomic Consultants of Indiana. And you're probably thinking, what in the F is ergonomics? Well, it specifically is the study of uh, people's efficiency in the working environment. And Dave can kind of dive into that a little bit as we go on, but uh, I think this is super important because I know a lot of people that listen to this podcast are probably desk workers, um, a lot of office time, you know, seven to eight, maybe nine, ten hours a day at an office space, or maybe you work on your feet at a different workstation, and you might, you know, find your, your back hurts at the end of the day or maybe all the time. Um, but what what these people do, especially people like Dave, is they help prevent uh, muscul- musculoskeletal disorders in the workplace specifically. So they basically, they, they help your work environment uh, take care of you. I mean, you spend so much time during the day in our office or at our job, and you know, we need to be the most efficient and effective as we possibly can while we're there. So, uh, Dave, I, I appreciate you taking time out of your day. I know you just said you had a lot of stuff going on on your end. and uh, Yeah, buddy. I appreciate it. Anytime. So, Tell us a little bit about your background and how you became a part of uh, ECI. I uh, came a part of ECI kind of by uh, dumb luck, I would say. Um, I used to I first got into the occupational field uh, when I was working in Vincennes, Indiana. We did some um, ergonomics work at a couple of uh, manufacturing facilities, and they asked me to go over there and do some ergonomics work, and I had no idea what the hell ergonomics was at the time. So I did a lot of standing, watching people work, and being kind of creepy, I guess you could say. Um, <laughs> that sounds right up your alley. <laughs> it's the honest truth. <laughs> I mean, I'm and I'm not uh, not BSing. It was like I would go there, and I, I didn't know what the heck I was supposed to be doing. They just said we're there to do ergonomics, early intervention uh, for discomfort, and I was like, okay. You know, so I went there and, but, uh, got engaged. I moved up to Indy and I started working, uh, for, um, FedEx. And so we got a little bit more kind of studied up on ergonomics, um, how people work, better postures. Um, but the problem with that, I was working nights. And if you've never had a night job, you realize very quickly it's not for everybody. And I think within a month in, I was actually looking for another job, uh, sitting on a computer. So, um, it's nice art for you. I don't recommend it. It's it's not a whole lot of fun. But uh, my, my current boss, no, it's not. I I did not like it. Um, very very poor sleep habits, weight gain, you know, is all that stuff. But yeah. um, got a call from my boss, uh, my current boss, who kind of recruited me. Um, and within the first week within this company. Got certified in ergonomics. I had a better idea. Did a lot of studying, uh, a lot more studying on it. 
we kind of branched out into office, um, uh, the electric utilities, what I've worked predominantly in. But we do a lot of office work. We do a lot of manufacturing facilities. Um, and we're, we're there as a whole to try to, um, as you said, lessen the risks of musculoskeletal uh, injuries within the workplace. So um, makes the work more efficient. It makes workers more comfortable when they're doing the job. Um, and it saves on the uh, the bottom line by cutting out or preventing uh, you know, the musculoskeletal injuries or the recordable injuries that a lot of companies have um, through musculoskeletal disorders. Because we don't know musculoskeletal disorders accounts for about 33 to 35% of all those recordable injuries. Wow. And it's one of the uh, biggest ones that can be prevented. So there's a pretty big market out there for um, for this kind of work. That companies yeah, want to put sounds, money up front. So. That, that really sounds like it, especially, yeah. I mean, most of the people that I, when I first started uh, researching this after you and I spoke for a little bit, um, the first thing that popped into my mind was just, you know, people who are office workers. So mm-hmm. I, the more I the more I got into it, I realized that everybody can benefit from it because you're you're talking you're talking about workers in a ton of different industries and occupations that can be exposed to every risk factor that you could possibly come up with, right? I mean, you're mm-hmm. people who are lift, lifting heavy items, bending all of the time, um, overhead reaching, overhead pressing, pushing, pulling heavy things. So there's there's a lot that goes into it. What kind of injuries specifically do you see uh, in in your kind of work environment right now? Most typical is just general muscle, I would say general muscle soreness. So um, in the office setting, you're looking at a lot of upper trap discomfort, shoulder discomfort, maybe lower back and hip um, hip pain. It's all mostly from either repetition or just a static or a poor posture. Um, when people are working in poor postures, it puts more stress on the muscles, um, causes tension, and so what happens is then, you know, they might try to shift or they, you know, change their posture and then it goes into another poor posture. Um, and what it does is it puts more stress on the muscles, it decreases blood flow, it leads to fatigue, um, fatigue within the muscles, which essentially if you continue that, that trend, it's gonna, it's gonna go down towards more of a inflammatory issue, um, and can even lead to, you know, more of a, a constant pain, um, you know, numbness and tingling. If you're talking about, you know, carpal tunnel syndrome, um, you know, lower back issues, that kind of thing. It's just, so what we try to do a lot of is get these, and get people to make changes or report these types of issues as early as possible. Um, you know, the more that people uh, let, let these discomforts go on, the harder they are to treat, the harder they are to correct. Right. And then become, yeah, then becomes something that they deal with every single day, and it almost becomes normal. And they don't probably don't even realize that it pro- it started or the main cause is something they they were doing at work, right? Yeah, I mean, if you if you are, if you think about carpal tunnel syndrome, everybody recognizes carpal tunnel because it's you know it's very widely known. It's just inflammation around the median nerve in the wrist. Um, if you think about the the wrist anatomy, you've got I think about nine tendons that run through there, or basically nine different structures that run through there, including that median nerve. Um, and it's basically an enclosed area. If you have inflammation in one of those tendons, it's going to push on the nerve, which essentially lessens the amount of space in there. Um, so that numbness and tingling that people attribute to carpal tunnel syndrome doesn't start out that way. 
it starts out as, you know, a minor fatigue or a minor discomfort. Um, it may happen towards the end of the workday, and then what happens is people they tend to be more conscious. So they get it earlier in the workday, then it happens, starts occurring after work, and it gradually progresses to the point of where, you know, uh, more serious medical intervention is needed. So if you have that chronic inflammation of, you know, from four to six months of, of swelling in your wrist, and I say swelling, it's kind of more on a, you know, on a small level. You're not going to visibly see the swelling, okay? Sure. Um, but if it starts progressing at that point, you know, your typical stretching, your ergonomics um, changes aren't going to be, aren't going to do a whole lot. You're going to need, you know, an injection or possibly surgery to get rid of that, uh, that inflammation. So the ergonomics is going to come in on the front end. So we're trying to position people into the proper posture so they don't have compression on the wrist. They don't have um, the, the poor posture in the wrist. So if you're working at a desk, you're not working in wrist extension or, or wrist flex. Um, right. So we're trying to catch these things early and set people up properly so that these issues don't come in. Um, you know, in the event that somebody is has a proper workstation set up or proper job, you know, they're very likely to, to have, you know, may have discomfort. And so on the other end of what we do, we try to provide that early intervention, stretching, ice, um, you know, maybe NSAID use to try to cut it, nip it in the bud before it, it progresses into that uh, full-on right. purple tunnel system. That, that makes sense. That, and that goes across the board for everything that you can possibly think of in terms of injuries. That's just not uh, – some yeah. carpal tunnels got to be one of the most common things that I, I run into. That, you know, low back pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, okay, so this is kind of a two-part question. Number one, yeah. number one, how do you engage – people that you work with? How do you engage those workers to actually take action? Because I know a lot of people, well, they don't want to complain. They, so what, their wrist hurts a little bit, their elbows, yeah, my shoulder's ache, so what, everybody does. How do you get those people to come, become proactive in their own safety at work and, and you know, and take the next step to get you guys to help them? How does that take place? That's my first question. A lot of times people get to a breaking point. So, it starts affecting their uh, their fun time. Um, you know, we have a lot of guys you know, working in a, a union environment here, so we've got people that are office workers. We've also got people that are, you know, uh, linemen, substation mechanics. We have people working power plants, and a lot of times, you know, people um, will just say at the, at the very earliest onset, it comes from management. Management goes around, does a uh, injury check. Somebody says, "You know my back's hurting." Let's call David. Other times, it's just I'm, I'm walking around the floor. Somebody slides you down and says, "Hey, you know I've got hip pain. What can I do about it?" Um, you know, in the uh, the labor group, it's a little bit different. As guys say, "You know I was on golf the other day, and I've you know, had this shoulder pain, and it's starting to affect my golf game." And you know, it's affecting your golf game. It's time to come say something because it can't have that. Yeah, man, it's strokes. Uh, you know, exactly. So, you know, if it starts affecting your day-to-day life, then people tend to say something. Um, right. You know, other times, other times people just, uh, you know, they they don't think about it until they, they may see me. So I'm sitting in my office typing notes, and then, you know, somebody will walk by, you see them walk by, and then they'll come right back in and say, oh, hey, by the way, my shoulder hurts. You know, what can we do about it? And so it's kind of just, it, it varies across the board. You have some people who are very proactive and, you know, um, mention things at the earliest onset. You have others who, 
kind of deal with it and then, you know, okay. forget about it when they're at home. Uh, right. And then they'll say anything until, like I said, it starts affecting their, their day-to-day activities. But it varies. I mean, it's, you know, what, what we like to do as well, because I'm I'm on the side of this company, we're contracted, you know, 40 hours a week, is that, you know, if anybody changes in the office setting, anybody changes the workstation, we'll go out and um, do an ergonomic assessment on their desk. Okay. You know, within the first week of them being on the job. So anytime anybody has any changes, yeah. And anytime anybody has a has a change in their workstation, um, then we'll go do an evaluation. So on a project we're working on now. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. I was just going to ask that. That was my next question. What? So what does that look like? Somebody comes in, um, either changes workstations or they come in and say, hey, Dave, I've got a shoulder issue. What are the steps that you take? What's that process look like of uh, adjusting my workstation? Well, we've got, uh, you know, obviously a, a template sheet that we can follow. Um, a lot of times I'll just, I have my, my notepads. We'll watch them work. And if somebody has, you know, shorter issues, there's like if you work at the desk, there's only a couple of different things that they could do that are really going to be cause, that are going to cause um, shorter pain. It's going to be reaching, um, not keeping work close to you, um, or maybe like that's an office setting. If somebody's out in the field, it's going to be working at or above shorter level, or again, working away from the body. So if we're talking about an office setting, you know, we'll go in and just kind of watch them do some work for a little bit and just analyze their body posture. So making sure that they're that everything's lined up properly, they have proper desk height, um, proper chair height, uh, proper chair setup, and then, you know, if we need to, to install some equipment, we can do that. But it just varies with really looking at their posture because you're not going to change the nature of the job. Um, probably 90% of the time. So you're really trying to eliminate those four postures as well. Personally, that's what I really focus on, is looking at their posture, how can some of these postures cause the discomfort that they're having. That makes sense. So that's, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, you know, if you have a, if you think about a lineman working, most, a lot of their work's going to be overhead away from the body. You're not going to essentially change the work. Linemen are going to have to climb utility poles to do the job. You can't you can't really get rid of that. They're gonna work out of a bucket. There's nothing that you can really do about that. But you can teach them, you know, these are the postures that can that cause discomfort. This is how I recommend, you know, proper lifting. So if you have for instance, wrist pain or elbow pain, not lifting with a you know, in a palm down fashion because that puts more you have to use more grip strength to lift that way. Right. More stress on the elbow. So lifting palm up, keeping loads close to your body. So you, it's a lot of posture analysis is where is where I get a lot of my recommendations. We're trying to improve the posture of the people, right? And that's and that helps their entire day too. And that that makes me think about if I'm sitting at a desk, um, mm-hmm. where should in reference? Because I think a lot of people when they're sitting at a desk, um, you know, they're they're facing right at the computer. Uh, you know, maybe they're reaching too far away because you said you, know, you want to keep things close to your body. What's the ideal setup look like in terms of, and I know everybody's going to be different. There's different heights of different body types and mm-hmm. things like that. But if you have a healthy person that's coming in to talk to you about setting up uh, a good workstation at a desk, what would that look like in terms of computer height, screen height, uh, angle, and things like that? All right, so if you're going in and you're going fresh, the first thing I'm going to do is make sure that the chair is set up to fit you. Um, 
Because if, especially if you don't have a sit-stand workstation, which we can get into in a little bit. But if you've got to sit all day to death, the most important thing you're going to do is set that chair up. Because um, essentially, the focus of ergonomics is trying to fit the workstation to the worker rather than fitting the worker to the workstation. Okay? So if we set the chair up to them, you know, set up proper height. So we're looking feet firmly on the floor, knees about 90 degrees, hips at about 90 degrees. Um, you can have a slight recline in that in the chair if you need to. But you're also looking to make sure that chair has proper lumbar support. So you want to maintain the lumbar spine. Um, you know, if you're sitting down and you notice if you flatten your lower back out, the rest of your back, you know, gets out of out of alignment. You want to maintain right. those three curves in the back. Okay, so the forward of the of the lumbar, backwards of the thoracic, and then you want that that forward curve of the uh, the cervical spine as well. So we're trying to set the chair up for them. You know, set the armrest up. Um, armrest should just be barely touching the elbows. You don't want to have your shoulders tight. You want your shoulders to be relaxed. Um, and once we get that taken care of, then we'll slide them up to the uh, to the desk. And um, essentially, you're looking for that the desk. I would say about belly button height. Um, as you're sitting, because it's going to vary on between person to person. So you're looking at belly button height, maybe a little bit north of the belly button, um, but essentially looking for your forearms to be parallel to the desk. Okay. Um, if the desk is too high, you're going to be typing with excessive wrist uh, flexion. If it's too low, your wrists are going to be extended. And yeah. when you're doing that, you're forcing the muscles to work harder than they, they have to. And you're probably shrugging um, your shoulders, too, a little bit, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, so... You're trying to get them, you know, to make sure they're sitting back in the chair. And a lot of times what we see with people back pain is when they're sitting in that chair, they have the chair in recline. So if they lean back against the chair, it reclines. But when they're trying to type, they're sitting up straight. So a lot of times what we'll do is just lock the chair in so they have something firm to sit again. So you want to have that, that back support in the chair. So they're sitting back against the chair, their spine straight. Slide them up to the desk. Forearms parallel to the desk. You're going to bring the keyboard and the mouse close so they're not having to reach for it. Um, you know, you're, you're setting your monitor up so it's centered on, on the user. Um, proper height would be about, the top of the monitor should be about eye level or slightly below eye level. Okay. If you, if somebody has bifocals, you're going to want to put that lower because they're looking through the bottom of the lens. So you want your monitor as lower. Okay. Uh, <coughs> if, um, there's two monitors. You want to try to split the monitors evenly, um, you know, between the person. So you kind of put the split in the monitors centered on the user. Um, but, you know, I mean, a lot of times, I mean, that's going to be, say, your ideal setup. You know, I just actually did an evaluation on somebody this morning, and I put them how I would recommend it, and they said, this is not comfortable. And I said, well, how are you comfortable? And she raised the desktop up. You know, so we got these sit-stand desks here. So she raised the desktop up probably four or five inches, you know, oh. And she says, this is comfortable to me. From my standpoint, I don't, you know, if somebody is comfortable that way, I don't have a problem with it because everybody's going to be different. Right. And if you go into IT, you see a lot of people that are reclined in their chair. You know, they got maybe have a keyboard on their lap, and they're, that's how they want to do it. They can sit there for 12 hours a day and not have a problem. You know, other people want to be by the book, and they want to be set up perfectly. It's kind of very person-to-person. So, what I really try to push is this is how I recommend it, but I want you to be comfortable. So, you know, put it in that that range where you are comfortable when you, where how you're working. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not. 
especially in the office setting. I'm not I'm not one to really force people into change because when I start doing that, then you know they have might start having discomfort because that's just not how their body is built. Everybody's built differently, so we're trying to make it you know fit to the person. And if they're comfortable a certain way, that's how I want them to be. Well, that's a uh, all that makes sense, and there's a lot more that goes into it than I thought there was going to be. I'm glad you you mentioned uh, the multiple screens too, because my wife works that way also, and I know that even when she's home, you know, she has two screens set up, and you know, it's kind of getting me thinking about how her desk is set up. But you know, thankfully, uh, you know, I, I don't sit at a desk very often, so it's you know, for me, it's not that big yeah. of a deal. But um, you know, I, I totally relate to the fact that if you have if you have a, a quote unquote ideal standard that you could put somebody into and then let them make the minor adjustments, at least mm-hmm. they give them a good starting point rather than just jumping into a bad situation and, you know, now they're now they're stuck in a bad situation and they don't even know it. Um, Absolutely. I can, I can relate to that because if I have somebody do like a bodyweight squat or something and they don't feel good in a, in a situation that I set them up in, as long as that, as long as they're comfortable doing it, there's no pain, then, you know, okay, great, we'll work with that. So, that makes total sense. I think everybody can can relate to that. You know, make sure it's comfortable for you. But uh, you mentioned something about uh, stand-up desks, and I know mm-hmm. that Melissa she talked to me a little bit about about stand-up desks and how she kind of wants to start incorporating that into, especially one at at her house. She's starting to work from home more. Uh, explain mm-hmm. that to people if they're not familiar with it. I know it's you know starting to get you know a little more popular now. The, uh, I mean, if many people may have seen, like, there's a Time Magazine article out a few years ago that attributed, uh, you know, sitting to the new smoking. So you have people maybe come out to your, to your gym and they work out for an hour a day, but it's, the, the working out for an hour a day can't really, it doesn't really counteract the effects of, of sitting for eight to ten hours a day at your desk, at your work. If you think about it, people, you know, they wake up in the morning, they maybe make breakfast, so they're sitting down eating breakfast, and they get in their car and say they have a half-hour drive to work. They drive a half-hour yep. to work, sitting down. They go and they sit down at their desk, and they're sitting down for, you know, four hours. And they go to lunch, and they sit down at lunch. And then that, they come back from lunch, and they sit down for another four or five hours. And they sit yep. down when they go home, sit down, maybe watch TV, sit down and wait, eat, wait, eat dinner. And it's just a a constant battle to get off your your rear end. Try to keep it clean for you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> That's like but, uh, here. I mean, you know. Yeah. And, and the stand-up desk, for me, I mean, you can, from my standpoint, the stand-up desk is going to be very beneficial. It gets people out of the chair. But if you notice, if, if you have so many people who sit, are sitting down for that long all day, when it comes to be in the afternoon, you're going to see them start shifting in, in their chair. You're going to see them start trying to make a stretch in the chair. They may have that afternoon lull. And I, you know, I, a lot of times I'm giving a presentation. Think about what you're doing, like if you drive, drive to Florida. When you pull over the gas station after a few hours of driving, the first thing you do when you get out of the car is you take a big, you know, you stretch and, you know, one of those full body spasm type stretches, <laughs> right? Because your body's been in, in the same position for, for that long. You know, it's not any different than at the, the workstation. So we've been installing a lot of sit-stand desks. Uh, not only the company that we're, we do a lot of work for, but like elsewhere as, as well. Um, and what all that does is just gives people a different option. 
so they can sit down for 30 minutes. If they start shifting in the chair, then what they can do is stand up. You know, so, you know, I recommend at least, you know, 10 to 15 minutes every hour standing up. You know, I'm not naive yeah. to think that people don't do that, but if you're sitting down in your chair and you get to, you maybe forget to stand up and you start shifting in your chair, um, start stretching, use that as a cue to stand up. You're standing right. up at, the, at your stand-up workstation, your feet start getting sore, your back starts getting sore, sit down. So you should constantly be changing postures all day. Right. Um, and what it does is it's going to increase that blood flow. It's going to give you another position to work out, and it's going to increase your energy overall. Yep. So I mean, Melissa's, in, in her standpoint, if you, you know, there's there's a lot of options available, and one that we've been uh, installing quite a bit is called an Erthotron, um Work Fit S. Um, so if somebody wants a full stand-up desk, you're going to, you know, spend a couple thousand dollars, if not more, to have one of those put in. Ergotron's maybe five or six hundred dollars, and it mounts to the, to the front of your of your desk, easy to install, um, you know, fairly lightweight, it's probably 40 to 50 pounds, maybe. So it just mounts to your desk, you don't have to buy any new, new equipment other than that. Um, okay. But it's it's a very good option that we've been we've been pushing quite a bit uh, for not only you know low budget companies but you know companies that you know where we could potentially say get five stand up stations a year and now we can get um, you know double that yeah or triple that in these uh, these Ergotrons. Well, that's, that is a good option. I'm going to put that in the show notes too for, for people who are interested. You know, then mm-hmm. if you're if you're you have more energy overall, you're going to be more effective at your job. Um, you know, you're going to do better work. You're obviously your company's going to be happier with you, but it's going to be a place hopefully that you get to go to and you don't think to yourself, okay, for the next eight hours, I know I'm going to have low back pain. I'm going to mm-hmm. have to deal with this. You know, and as much as I want to say like, hey, go find a personal trainer and work out with a trainer, look, the fact is, like you said, it's for an hour, maybe 30 minutes, and it, most people are lucky if they're doing something else outside of that. You know, if you have kids, you have um, obviously a job like we're talking about, you've got all sorts of other responsibilities to do. If you get to work out, that's fantastic. But the majority of your time is going to be, like you said, and I've counted this in a couple times in my podcast about, you know, like you said, you're in a you're lying down. You get up in the morning. You sit down. You sit to go to work. You go to work. You sit, and it's nonstop. So to have an option like like uh, like you just described, um, to just live a better life overall, mm-hmm. that's, that's so invaluable because only going to increase everything else you do. And and just like strength training, like I've mentioned before, and people are probably sick of me saying it. If once it starts to affect your daily life on the outside for the better, that's where that's where the biggest benefits and gains are. So a lot of good takeaways from, from everything you just said. That's uh that's really big. Uh Dave, what what specifics you mentioned, you know, that you you work with other places too, uh I guess inside of ECI, but what other projects are you guys working on or how about yourself? You working on anything in particular? We uh are actually we're currently working to get you've had the Several weight rooms installed at nearly each. We have seven different facilities at one of the companies, and we've got uh, updated weight rooms at five of them. One of them doesn't have enough space to uh, 
for the weight room. We're talking about updating the weight room over to one of the power plants, um, which is good. We uh, just moved nearly 200 people um, from a temporary spot because we were doing a remodel. So we've uh, effectively moved nearly 200 people in the past two months. Well, um, and all of them have uh, stand-up workstations, which is awesome. The biggest yeah. thing is just trying to get people who have been sitting down on their on their asses doing work for the past 20 years to try the new stand-up desk. So we're trying to really push, uh, call it propaganda for lack of better words, to you know stand up and try to get them to see the the benefits of it. Right. Um, you know, a lot of people are, they they might they don't take take uh, take the heart that this is going to make your health better. You know. So what we try to do is like this is going to be an instantaneous thing that's going to make you feel better. Yeah. Um, you know, that, you know, people smoke, people eat, eat crap all day, and they know it's bad for them, but they do it anyway because it makes them feel good. So we're yeah. trying to, I'm trying to really push this that it is good for your health overall to to stand up, but it's going to give you an instantaneous, you know, benefit. You are going to feel better when you stand up and you're able to do your work. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing we're working on. We are uh, also in the process. We're doing a lot of physical abilities testing um, at work. So we've did 30 physical abilities tests last week. We got another 20 this upcoming week, and um, you know, just busy. lots of work, lots of lots of different stuff. That it's you know, it's a task trying to get it organized, and that we're you know, get, we've got. Call it one and a half you know, athletic trainers here at the, the company. So we have a guy over here, Matt, that kind of throws in if I'm about to go elsewhere. So we'll call it one and a half because he's got other manufacturing facilities he's got to take care of. But uh, one and a half people to take care of 1,500 employees. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's nuts. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. That's, you know, if you can affect some of those, hopefully then the other people that – Maybe you're not in front of all the time. Can see the change that they're having. Hopefully, it's and it's. I mean, we've had some very, very good changes. I mean, this is a company. Um, you know, in the past two years, we've added a couple new contracts, and the 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 companies that have you know effectively put um, an on-site program on, which is what I I do. So the on-site program is we call it athletic trainer program. So by trade, I'm a certified athletic trainer, and so essentially what we do is we develop a contract where we have the athletic trainer on site at these companies for, you know, anywhere between, say, five to 40 hours a week. Um, and what the athletic trainer does is early injury uh, intervention, injury okay. prevention services, so that comes in the form of uh, the ergonomics. Um, if somebody does complain of discomfort, we can, you know, try to see them early on um, show them our injury prevention program that we have, so stretches, um, you know, the strengthening program that we have available for all employees, um, educate them on postures, so try to prevent the injury from progressing into something worse. Um, and then we also have a, a post-injury care, so if somebody is injured and they get off work, we can have we have a return-to-work program as well. Um, and the athletic trainer program, I mean, it, it takes care of everything, so we're essentially here at our uh, at the company's beck and call, so wherever wow. they need, we can we can take care of it. From my standpoint, yes. From my standpoint, it, it doesn't make sense, especially in you know, manufacturing facilities. 
companies that have a lot of employees that are, you know, doing physical work to not have somebody, to not have an early intervention program, right, or an ergonomics program. It's it's something that's vital that's going to improve the bottom line of, of several of these companies, but it's also going to uh, look after, you know, a company's, you know, what I would consider the most valuable resource, which is our employees. employees. And you want employees that know the job, that can do the job effectively. You don't want to have a high employee turnover. And these types of programs really help to uh, um, preserve that. Yeah, absolutely. To, to hang on to employees and look after them. Right. What, uh, for anybody who wants a little more information, maybe about ECI or uh, just a little bit of clarification on anything that we talked about, is there a, a contact who can reach out to you? Yeah, they can, uh, you know, my, did I get my phone number out? No. Don't, don't, don't do no. that. Don't do that. How don't about your email? <laughs> email? That would work. Um, yeah. email is, uh, dverdine at dci-in.com. Okay. Um, that's D as in David, V as in Victor, E-R-D-E-Y-E-N at eci-in.com. Um, right. and, uh, you know, the, our, our company website is www.eci-in.com, so it has a lot of different uh, information as well. Could you, could you say that again real quick? I think you cut out a little bit. The company website? Yeah, hit that company website again. www.eci-in.com. Okay, perfect. Awesome. So I think mo- most people who uh, who are getting into the the new workspace development area and uh I mean as, as everybody knows I worked in a corporate wellness for a little while and so mm-hmm. we didn't have we didn't have what you guys did. You know, we developed uh exercise programs, had group classes and things like that. Um but I think like hand in hand, man, all of this works. And you know, if if people are going towards the wellness side, that is fantastic. That's awesome. Lot of, I know a lot of places are doing uh besides the fitness centers, they're getting um healthy chefs inside and Mm-hmm. getting better eating options, but man, you know, it all ties back to the major part of your day is at a workstation, and if you're not feeling good at a workstation, then what's the likelihood of you eating something healthy or getting a, a oh, workout? Unbelievable. In? You know? Unbelievable. Well, so, the easiest thing to grab is a bag of M&Ms, isn't it? Yeah, you know? and, and and plus, like, you you know, you're, especially when you have them on every floor of your building, you just walk on the corner and got a bag of M&Ms, so you go back to your yeah. desk that you're not sitting at properly or you feel bad sitting at, and you don't even know it because you're just normal. You know, you have that bag of M&Ms. You're like, oh, well, there goes my workout for the day. You know, I might as well go home and yeah. go to bed. So, yeah. So I, I that drives me nuts. I, I love the uh, the vending machines. You know, we've got one. We got one slot with a healthy, and it's uh, the fruit and nut mix. But it's the nuts are like breaded and something and fried in trans fats. And, yep. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you, you get, they try to put healthy options in it. And this is like, we're, we're going down a rabbit hole, but they put healthy options in these things, quote unquote healthy options. But you're still talking about everything that's packaged, you know, granola bars and yeah. protein bars and things like that. Is it a better option than saying, I don't know, what, a Snickers bar or something? Maybe. No, it's questionable. It's very questionable. Like, it's a, it's a super slippery slope. And, you know, people can break down the calories, they can break down what kind of proteins in it. But man, it's it's a packaged piece of of uh, well, it's barely food, but it's made by a scientist. It's it's not grown someplace that's gonna you know have all the nutrients or anything that you need to make you feel better. So <laughs> eat banana. Eat 
You just bring a banana, man. You throw that bad boy in your bag, and you're good to go. Yeah. Banana exactly. and apple, man. That's that's it. That's... <laughs> no, I'm right? with you, man. That's and that's that's you know one thing we can try to push the people with these stand-up desks is that you're going to burn a hell of a lot more calories if you're standing than if you're sitting. But like I said, yeah, know, that's you know another good point. Yes, another good point. Your body needs more energy because you're you're, you're going to be using the larger muscles of your legs and in your back yeah. to, to support yourself. So, but, and, it's, and it's one of those other things like you said before. Everything works hand in hand, you know. Everybody, yeah. do, a lot of these companies have safety programs. They've got their HR programs, but it all works. Company wellness, ergonomics, safety, all that works together. I mean, if you have somebody who's inflexible, obese, they're more of an injury risk than somebody yeah. who is in good shape. Right. Um, and it's, you know, these programs, they work very, very well with any of the safety programs that come on. Um, yep. You know, the, if somebody gets injured or you have repeated injuries in a work area, you know, we do the, the job site ergonomic analysis. And all that is, we, you know, we'll go out and look at the job and make sure that the, the work, um, you know, give, give ideas basically to limit, eliminate the risks or reduce the risks that are associated with that job. Um, well, I think a really a really good point to what you're saying is that it's not like you're it's not like you're you're bringing in a bunch of new stuff. You're already working with our with what's already there, what people have. No, I mean it, it is absolutely correct. I mean, for instance, you know, we did work at a an auto auto parts manufacturer um, late last year, and the parts that they were making were they they weighed a little bit over a pound. So it's not much, but if you think about each person handles. 2,500 parts a day, you know, if that's, you know, one and a half, two pounds, you're looking at, you know, four to 5,000 pounds of volume that each person is lifting. And so, you know, some of the suggestions are just, to me, are very obvious. It's, you know, instead of having this person move this box or move these parts, pick them up three different times, eliminate how many times you're having to pick them up. So you're cutting out, you know, 3,000 pounds of volume. If somebody has to pick up a part three times, you make them do it two times, you eliminate that, that volume by a third. And that's going to, yep. in essence, lessen your risk. You know? A lot of it's not, as my mother-in-law would say, brain science. You know? <laughs> I, said, I usually say rocket surgery, but... Yes. It's very... It's it's very logical thinking. Yeah. But, the, you know, the... the uh, the thing is, is trying, you know, trying to work in a, say, in a labor setting or manufacturing, is trying to work with management, trying to work with, with engineering to develop or figure out how we can implement some of these ideas and still um, keep production up and still, you know, right. maintain what you're doing as a whole and, and it be cost effective. You know, if something's going to cost $2 million and, you know, it's only going to save you a couple hundred thousand dollars, there's no reason to... You know, from a company standpoint, that's, you know, a not very wise decision. But a lot of these things we're, that we try to do are very small, you know, increasing workstation height, decreasing reach, you know, putting an anti-fatigue matting down so it lessens the, the stress on people's feet. Oh, man. Uh, try to limit, try to limit, eliminate rework. You know, we, I was just at a, at a turkey processing facility in uh, southern Indiana, and they had one guy brought over a 
call it a, a barrel, for lack of better words, of, um, you know, turkeys for, to be, uh, put on the, on the line. And what he did is he took them out of one barrel, put them in another barrel, so the guy that is hanging them back up would have to reach into the barrel. And I'm like, well, why, why not just replace the barrel? Right. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> so the, the, the barrel that he's pulling out of is empty. Trade the damn barrel out. Scar, excuse my language. <laughs> you, know, you have you have 15 birds in there, 40 pounds of pop. That you've got a guy yeah. that's lifting that that much extra weight. It's just so. It's just trying to 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 one think of these. You're also trying to get employees to actually look at the the workstation that they're doing. You want people to act, actively think of how they're working yeah. because it is going to make their life better. Yeah, don't just do it because that's the way it's always been. Exactly. Yeah, you know, you, you get trained by someone who tells you. That guy brings this over. He's going to put these mm-hmm. objects inside of this. I take them out. That's just how it is. And why do we do it that way? We've always done it right. that way. Okay, right. Well, that way, that way sucks. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, just <laughs> think critically about your workstation. Hopefully, after people listen to this, they maybe take a little bit of inventory about how they operate and how they stand and how many turkeys turkeys they're pulling out of a barrel and. Uh, you may make some adjustments for the better. I think you hit on a lot of solid points, and I'm really glad we did this because it. You, I mean, you you, you blew you blew me away with some of the some of the things you said. Just the the common sense of it all. I think. It, well, I shouldn't say common sense because a lot of people are still suffering from this. It's not common sense. Yeah. But but, what, but once you take a look at it, you're like, oh wow, I can make these simple adjustments for the better. I think a lot of people it's- will have. And, I mean, it's, in all honesty, in all honesty, but it is, it is common sense, you know. If somebody's working at a desk and they're twisting their neck to look at their monitor and they have neck pain on one side of the body, you know, it's, well, why don't we move the monitor so your neck's not twisted? Right. You, it, yeah. you know, so it's just, it, it, it is honestly, you just, we're really trying to get people just to think about how they're working. And a lot of that is just education. So, you know, one of the things we do when we first get on the company, company's property is do the, uh, you know, an educational, an ergonomics education um, uh, presentation to teach people. These are poor postures. This is how we can, you know, here are some ideas on how to better position yourself. And it's just, um, and then, you know, going in and doing the, the evaluations or recommending equipment. But, yeah, it can save companies a lot of money and make their workers more productive and, you know, make their workers happier as well. I think I think you just summed it up, man. Um, well, hey, I'll uh, I'm gonna let you go. We'll both uh, get going on our day, and I really appreciate you taking the time again, bud. This has been super informative, and uh, I think I'm probably gonna end up dropping a couple hundred bucks on a Ergotron pretty soon. I can see <laughs> Melissa. I can see Melissa. Well, Dave said. I'm like, all right, fine. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> You're but, welcome, uh, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, man, have a great rest of your day, and uh, and, I, and I'll talk He's to you well. soon.